You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is a week for quality food and beverages. I don't like beans in my chili. That's a fair debate because the ori- original chili did not have beans. What do you mean the ori- you were there when they created the <laughs> original was. chili on the Old West? Yep. Expensive commercials and stupid questions from reporters covering their first sporting event. Is your mom picking you up after the Super Bowl? This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, attorneys at law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Dirt and Spray on 1080. I'm here so I won't get found. The Fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Spray here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. 99.5 HT2, the Odyssey app. Somebody said what's going to be hilarious. Market. Blazers are going to make a huge trade at 9.15. <laughs> I mean, that seems... And I said, if that happens, yeah. I'm busting these damn doors down and we're coming in and talking about it, baby. I'm not going anywhere. Well, I'm yeah. I'm I'd, not leaving. You might. I I I have. I'd be conflict. I got a thing I'm supposed to do later today that would put that in jeopardy. You also got to take a big dump. I had to do that the day Lachey was fired. Why are you just putting my business out there? Sometimes I you got to do. We're, we're in the trust tree. This is how it works, dude. Would this you do that to our guest? You wouldn't do that to him. Like, hey, you're on right now, but you got to take a big. Dump. I mean, if he like sent us a DM and was yeah, like, he hey, would. cut it he short, I got to take a dump. I would totally do it. <laughs> he said, yeah, he would. He's on the line. Let's get to him. He's the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Ken Barkley. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Ken Barkley's analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast at Lockie Lockerson on Twitter. How's the? Uh, you're down in Phoenix. How's the weather down there, man? It's uh, it's good. The mornings are a little chilly. I'm sure you, if you follow the golf, the uh, yes. the waste management supposed to start and uh, frost delay for a couple hours this morning. So not gonna not gonna tee off at the uh, the originally scheduled time. It's I mean it's nice. I come from New England. It's like icy and 20 degrees there during the day here. It's 70. It's really pleasant. Like I'm staying at a golf resort, like cushy kind of big. Just had a great great breakfast. I mean I I, I feel real. I am. I'm I'm doing good, guys. I'm doing really good. Uh, is this your Life first Super good. Bowl experience? I couldn't remember if you guys were down there last year so as part of the show this is the first game that we've been a part of yeah um in my previously my career this is the third super bowl that i've been to and the really stupid part of that is that all three super bowls that i have been to are in arizona how dumb is that like i didn't get to go anywhere else fun. <laughs> i was like i went i was i was a production assistant on an espn show that went to for, uh, Super Bowl Forty Two, which was Giants beating undefeated Patriots. So That's I was still here for great that game, game, though. Yeah, so yeah. I was I was here for that game, uh, doing lots of like grunt work, basically fetching coffees. And then the next time the Super Bowl was in Arizona uh, was Patriots Seahawks, mm-hmm. a game I attended with my wife. We were in not the Malcolm Butler end zone, but the opposite end zone, the Brady two touchdowns in the fourth quarter end zone. And then Butler happened on the opposite side of where we were sitting. So that was like an unbelievable experience and. Now we'll, now we'll see what Chiefs Eagles does. The Patriots will not be involved. We know that. Well, we got two classic games there in Arizona that you pointed to. So hopefully this one is the same. Now let me ask you this. I don't know how any of this works, being down there and like going like when you went the previous times, I'm assuming like you get to watch the game and like soak it all in. You mentioned the second one was with your wife. Is the Super Bowl – now this, your team was in the second one, so maybe you're a little jaded on that. Does it live up to the hype to go to the game? 
I think if you're a fan of a team and you go to the game, like it will, it will meet your expectations. Like uh, my brother-in-law was a huge Eagles fan, went to the Patriots Super Bowl a few years ago, like, you know, brought his dad, like it met every expectation that you have. The, everything surrounding the game, the tailgate, the fan experience, there's like concerts. I was like two feet away from like Dirk Bentley a few years ago when I was here for Seahawks. Pitch. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's kind of just, it's supposed to be the best of everything because you're kind of paying for it. Like it's the best of everything. Right. I, I think it delivers. Now, obviously it's, it's kind of a corporate crowd. So like even at the Patriots Seahawks game, you know, Seahawks, the 12s, like obviously their reputation is they make a lot of noise. It was not possible for them. And they tried. It was not possible for them to kind of like affect the game meaningfully with Brady and the Patriots offense because it's just like it's a Super Bowl crowd. It's a neutral field. So you don't have that aspect of it. Like you think about going to a big time college football game or going to Arrowhead for the AFC championship. It's not going to be that. But like just as like a fan of your team to see your team play in the game, I I haven't talked to a lot of people who had like a bad experience. If that if that answers your question, yeah. yeah if, if if my Niners would have gotten through Philly with Brock Purdy, I I still don't know if I would have wanted to go because I want to go when I know my team's gonna win because it's probably a devastating feeling when your team loses. Now let me let me ask you this: I've took all week. I've taken almost two weeks. I finally concluded, Ken, and I'm sure you're gonna crap all over it. No, no. <laughs> I'm laying the wood on the Chiefs' money line, baby. You I've concluded. Hey, get off I've of my concluded side. the Chiefs' get money line here. is the it took bet. Two weeks, and yes. you conclu- like you only had two options. Why did it take two weeks to conclude? Because I'm the worst gambler. We're that, very thorough. That Ken. you We're can very be. Thorough. You can. Right, I, I evaluate everything, and when I evaluate, I'm like, oh, Philly wins this matchup. I think in my head, we'll see what it plays out, and this, and this, and this, and. I'm playing the devil's advocate both sides every time. And yesterday I said, you know what, enough is enough. I made the mistake in Denver and Carolina. I thought Carolina was actually the better team that year. Denver went out there, whooped their ass, won the Super Bowl. I think Philly's a slightly better team, but I'm taking Jordan. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. This is his spot. This is his moment. I'm all in. Okay. Uh, Well, that was emphatic. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Do I have – so I – I would love to tell you, like, I have the crystal ball, and I can tell you exactly who's going to win the Super Bowl. This one feels like more of a toss-up than most, mm-hmm. yeah. just to be honest. Uh, yeah. I, but, I, you know, I have an income empty-handed. Uh, I do like the under in the game, actually. I don't always like the total in the Super Bowl. Actually, most years I don't bet the total in the Super Bowl. This one seems a little too high to me, and I people are going to be like, well, it's the – it's Mahomes, first of all, and it's the Eagles offense, which has looked very good, obviously, when Jalen Hurts has been healthy. I think there's a lot of ways this goes under, though. So just like the starting point is the starting quarterback in each game is dealing with a serious injury. Um, so like at any moment, it feels like they are more fragile, even with the extra week off than in most games that we're watching, you know, at this level or most Super Bowls where the quarterbacks come in fully healthy. Like, I don't think we actually really know if Jalen Hurts' shoulder is okay because of the games that they played so far. They didn't have to do anything against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then for Mahomes, it's, it's obvious. He's saying he's 100%. He's definitely going to be – he's going to look a lot better than he did against Cincinnati. But, like, what happens when he gets kind of hit the wrong way again? What happens when it gets tweaked slightly? Like, this kind of goes off the rails pretty fast from a scoring standpoint. The other thing with these two teams that I'm not sure if people realize – so the Chiefs, I think everybody thinks, like, explosive pass plays, right? It's Mahomes. He's, he's kind of creating all of these really big plays. They, they did not have a lot of explosive pass plays this year. That was, like, not the story of the team. The story of the team was short and intermediate passing mm-hmm. and, like, time-consuming drives to go down the field and score. Like, that's how they generated all their offense since Tyreek Hill is now in Miami. And for the Eagles, it's dominant at the line of scrimmage, obviously, like, establishing the run. It's balance. It hurts and everything. I, I just, like – 
I think we might end up seeing a lot of yards in this game. I wouldn't be surprised if we had, like, some churning drives a lot of the time with each team kind of taking more time than we would expect, kind of like Buffalo Cincy a few weeks ago, actually, mm. where each team got to the red zone a bunch, but it just you looked up and, like, the score was really low and the game was over, even though it seemed like there had been a lot of offense. So I do like the under a little bit. I think there's a lot of ways that I win. I can win with a quarterback injury on either side or even just looking ineffective um, because of, of the injury, or I can win even if the offense has moved the ball because they just take forever. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I like that, that, that take on it. Let me ask you this. So can I – look, the, the masses don't matter. Like, people are stupid, and we're in that category. A lot of stupid people out there. But everybody gambles on the Super Bowl. Can you explain to me, because I think I read, and I'm pulling this number kind of out of my ass, but I feel like I read like 75% of bets were coming in on Philly. Like everybody in the public loves Philly, it feels like. One, I'm curious why you think that is. And then two, is it just because they're not laying enough money? Like why has the line not moved? Because I think this is still one of the closest Super Bowl spreads we've ever had. I mean, I'll just be honest. I feel like if if you tell me that like you saw that 75% of the tickets are on Philly, I would just question like, not that you, I'm sure you like read that correctly. Like the fault is not yours. It's just like there's an inaccuracy in the reporting of that statement, right? Like that 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 that's that's just like not what's actually happening. And I, I would just caution people to always be careful when they see you know, close. There was like a quote from a congressman the other day, like we all have our own facts or something. What was it? I just you know. Oh, I, I, I know what. I, I, yeah, I know what quote yeah. you're talking about. He's like, well, we all have our versions of the truth. It's like, like what? We all have our. We all have our facts. This is my like, truth. We all have Ken. our own facts. This is my right? truth. Yeah. Well, guys, I did. I did my own research and I came up with this. So uh, I, I just think that you know, like, be really skeptical of any of that data that's being reported about this amount of money or this amount of tickets is going to be on a specific team. It doesn't even have to be the Super Bowl. It could be in any game. A lot of times those are riddled with inaccuracies, but also like the way that that data is collected. And also think about it this way. If that, if that data was so valuable, like if that was the path to winning money, then why would sportsbooks be tripping over themselves to give it to you? Why would they be going falling all over themselves to send it out as press releases and send it to every media outlet? Why would they do that? They would be basically sending you a menu. and be like, here's how to beat us. Here's how to like prevent us from making money as a sports book. So I would always just use that amount of skepticism with any of that stuff to be like, that's why I should be making a bet. I think you just be better off, honestly, even though it seems kind of like shallow, be better off just betting your opinion. Like, what do you think is going to happen in the game? As opposed to like being steered by like something that is provided by a sports book. I feel like you just went Brian Windhorse meme on me. Now, why would they do that? Why would they do that? <laughs> uh, they want to make, they want to make you make a bet. <laughs> and, and sounds like, it sounds like you guys took two weeks and you came up with the Chiefs. So. Hey, no. Hold on. I've been on the Chiefs since last week. He's a Johnny come lately, okay? He liked Philly all last week. We were going to be opposites on it. Now we're on the same damn team, and it's awkward. That's unfortunate. What do you guys been for Super Bowl MVP? About anything? Uh, I'm probably going to – I mean, I'm going to go Mahomes because I think Kansas City is going to win the game. I think I got to go Mahomes. I know he's probably the favorite, but I think I got to go Mahomes. I think if they win, they they want him. They want him to be the guy, right? Brady's gone now. They want him to be the next guy. You got any value bets on MVP you like? I uh, well, so I think most betters like who kind of like understand how this stuff works that you guys would fall into that too. It's like okay, well, if I think the team is, is going to win, like I like Kansas City or I like Philadelphia, you'll just bet the quarterback of that team to win MVP, and you're taking more risk, right? Because somebody else could win, but you get a little bit better price if your team wins the Super Bowl. Like you get a plus one thirty-five, I think, on either quarterback right now. That's better than what you would get betting the team. So it's just kind of like a riskier way to play the same outcome. I have like a really like square, maybe this is like a dumb opinion. So the Super Bowl MVP is voted on by a collection of writers. That's 80% 
and then fans account for the other 20% of the vote. That's been true for about 25 years since they changed the, the way the voting was done. So 20% fans, 80%, you know, media types who vote for awards and stuff like that. So what are they kind of susceptible to? Uh, narratives, record-breaking stuff, superstars. That's that kind of defined who's won MVP historically. I think that's like a really big chance that Travis Kelsey wins MVP if yeah. the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. And I, if people are going to be like, and the, the number one counter argument, because it makes sense on the surface, like ignoring the Mahomes part of it, like he's their best skill position player. He's the best tight end of all time. He's a Hall of Famer. I, I argued, I used the term he's having a moment like the other day, like everything about the Chiefs is like him and Mahomes collectively, right? It's like their tandem in terms of how they're being referred to. He was on the field after the Bengals game, calling out the mayor of Cincinnati, getting standing ovations at sporting events. Uh, he and his brother, that storyline is like dominated. I brought this up. Nick and I did this on the show. There are going to be two tight ends the telecast. Olsen is going to call mm. the game and Gronkowski is going to be in the studio. And it's just like, everything to the person watching the game seems like it's steering toward like this guy being put in a spotlight situation. And like for, in terms of who wins, that obviously doesn't matter like the actual football, but if you're like voting on a narrative, which is what these writers and these fans are going to do, like this is it. Right. And he's being priced like AJ Brown, who's got none of that stuff in terms of, of uh, all the kind of like behind the scenes stuff going for him. So I know it sounds like such BS, as a reason to bet on somebody, but that's the way awards work. That's the way this stuff always works. And I think there's like a lot of shine basically being steered toward Kelsey, where I actually think like if he has a great game and Mahomes has like a pretty good game, not even a bad game, but like a pretty good game, Mahomes already has a Super Bowl MVP. I actually think there's a, a chance mm. that Kelsey wins. I like that. You may have just swayed my bet because I think Kelsey's going to give you more value than Mahomes. We got to get you out of here on this. Uh, Durant traded to the Suns. They vaulted to the, the second best odds to win the championship behind Boston. Obviously the favorite in the West. Are you jumping in on KD to the Suns Western Conference Futures tickets yet? Uh, I don't think there's any bet to make on Phoenix because I think they are, they're just like impossibly low rated, right? I think if you like another team, the next couple of days are going to be your chance to bet that team, right? If you, I think if you want to come back and play Denver, I don't think that's that bad. The division is extremely interesting. So Phoenix is about minus 200 now to win the Pacific. They're two back right now. They're punting the game tonight because no one's playing. So that's two and a half back, and Sacramento has two games more to play the rest of the year. The Kings are like eight to one to win the division now. Hmm. They were a, a favorite prior to this trade happening. Look, like all the Durant stuff, all the hype is about in a postseason series, you would pick the Suns now over basically every team in the Western Conference because they have Durant, because they have Booker, because they have Paul. None of that's going to be true here for a little bit, and there's only 25 games left in the season. I just, I'm really skeptical that they can like make up this ground for sure, like definitely win the division. That would be my only thing. In the playoffs, sure, like no argument. They can be the favorite. That's fine. I don't, I don't think they should be minus 200 to win a division when there's 25 games left and they're going to be like three back, basically, of a team in the Kings that's healthy and playing pretty well. Yeah, you know they're going to load manage too, and you just reminded me the NBA has divisions. I always forget that from time to time. The NBA has divisions. How about that? Fun fact for the day. We'll take, take another two weeks. Take another two weeks to come <laughs> Leave me alone. God, I'm oh, honest with you. You it. just eviscerate me, man. Hey, he's feeling good, right? He, he had a good, he had a good. continental breakfast. He's 70 degrees. The muscles resort. are probably loose. Oh, my God. Bastard. He's the host of You Better You Bet Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Ken Barkley, Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app at Lockie Lockerson on Twitter. Enjoy Arizona. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and uh, we'll chat again next week. Thanks, man. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. There you go. Ken Barkley, live. You are looking live from Arizona. I'm going to be there in a month, too. 
Well, you're going to miss all the festivities. So. And I'm going when it's a little bit, I figured a month after the Super Bowl, it's a little bit cheaper. You going to try to go to a Suns game? Probably not. Really? No. You wouldn't want to go to a Suns game? Not really, no. No. Really. Well, I'm also, I mean, it's a trip for me and the wife. I mean, it's a two-hour event. It's something to I do. I know, but I'm already making her go to a spring training game. And I have buddies coming down for the last weekend. We're going to play golf the last two days of the trip. Her and so... brother's like a baseball coach. What are you making her? She likes sports. All her Instagram is is Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert naked, Justin Herbert jersey. She does post a lot of Herbert naked pictures. I think she's yeah. going to cheat on you with Justin of... Herbert. Oh, she would cheat on me in a second with Justin Herbert. <laughs> Nobody would blame her. I would cheat on her with Justin Herbert. What are we talking You're about right? Just get weird with Herbert with her. He's a gorgeous her. man. Absolutely. Come on. He's the greatest... Set the rules. Set the guidelines. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. And then dive in head first. I love that. Yeah. On vacation with your wife. Let's go to an NBA game. Let's go watch the Suns and the Grizzlies. So, Dirt, what'd you do on vacation? <laughs> we had a three-way with Justin Herbert. <laughs> what? Went to Arizona. I made my wife let me play golf, go to a spring training base baseball game and a Phoenix Suns game. That sounds like a great vacation with your wife. Let's get back in and some NBA stuff, uh, updates on anything, any other rumors out there, uh, and a recap of what's been happening here over the last 12 or so hours. We'll dive back into the NBA next. On the- you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I hope Kelsey doesn't win MVP. That guy's such a phony. I hate him. Really? Travis Kelsey, a phony? I mean, I could, I could, he, I don't hate Travis Kelsey. I could see why he rubs people the wrong way. He's loud, boisterous, jabroni. He's yelling jabroni on a post game. Like, I find it comical and entertaining, hmm. but I get why that rubs some people the wrong way. I think, I think Gronk taught us a lesson like, be careful falling in love and assuming the goofy, fun loving, tongue sticking out tight end is very entertaining on TV. He is when he's a football player. Yeah, Greg Olson was cut. Well, outside of the seventh floor crew, which I'm sure Greg Olson doesn't want to get back into, uh, he he was very vanilla as an NFL player. He just played football. He was just a really effing guy. good, and, and now he's a great analyst. Like George Kittle, to me, could be this. He does the camera thing. He's like, ah, you know, he's like yeah. wacky, zany. He seems more like a wrestler, whereas like Gronk was just kind of broy. And then I think found the TV thing was like, whoa, more money that I don't have to spend from my NFL salary. <laughs> right. Maybe that seems Kelsey's path, but we'll see. There was a report that came out that Kittle's already talking with TV executives. Why he's would not, you not? I mean, he's not going to retire this offseason, no. but he's trying to, for the Brady thing, like, let's set something up for when I do retire. The because young, people are falling to that trap. The, the Kelsey storyline has not been as annoying as I thought it would be with the mom. I will say it's a, it's, it really is a shame 
Travis Kelsey's one of the greatest tight ends of all time, and he's going to make waves towards being the best. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'll – maybe he won't pass people. Maybe he will. But his brother gets grossly overlooked here. That's because he's an offensive lineman. Well, he's a center, too. He's like one of the more vital positions of the offense. And because he's a lineman, mm -hmm. like his dance against the Niners – my team's getting bludgeoned on TV. I kind of laughed when he did the Miles Sanders dance at the end zone because it's that a big, good. you know, big old chubby white guy doing the dance. But there's a story about him too. I saw this yesterday. So at Cincinnati, Travis Kelsey was about to get kicked off the team. He got, he, I think he failed a drug test or something. Mm -hmm. And his brother basically had to beg the coach and said, "Dude, give him one more chance." And he came back and he didn't f up and his career became what it became. Like his brother. His brother deserves some recognition for how damn good he is, too, but he doesn't get it because he's not catching passes from Patrick Mahomes and he's not being all jabroni on television. He's kind of the opposite of his brother. but <laughs> He completely is. I don't even really know if I know what he sounds like. I mean, I've heard clips from him, obviously, podcast, this week, but yeah. it's just it's not – like I, I can picture Travis Kelsey immediately. His brother, not so much. It's hilarious how we overlook yeah. offensive linemen. They strike me as you and your brother. <laughs> Close relationship, sure. but like when I'm around you guys, you very feel different. like very different people. Very different people. Somebody said they got Kelsey, Sanders, and Hertz anytime touchdown parlay. Okay, so you're leaning in on the Philly thing. Hertz over one and a half touchdowns. Mahomes over 25 and a half completions. Tony over 29 and a half yards. Mm. We had another one, uh, prop bet wise, said Pacheco has had 12 plus carries in nine straight games. Yeah, there's a prop where you can you can gamble who has more rushing yards, him or Miles Sanders. That's an interesting one. That's not bad. He's a yeah, good prop bet for carries and, and yards over for Pacheco. So we'll dive into more of that tomorrow. Um, I, I think a lot of us, it's kind of that weird. We, we opened the show with us today, but you're in that weird hybrid spot where we're all excited for the Super Bowl. We want to talk about the Super Bowl, but then in the back of your mind, you're like, wait a minute, Kevin Durant just got traded. Like, what? And we're all waiting for the next Blazer news item to drop. And at least hopefully something does drop. It is a weird spot, though, because it feels like all the intel and all the reporting is on the Blazers are attempting everything they can do to trade Yusuf Nurkic. Like, that's what they're trying to accomplish by the deadline. Kind of. Quick, kind of. Quick put out But that's piece. the weird thing. And then Quick writes a piece last night where he talks to Nurkic, and Nurk says, well, hey, I just got called into Joe Cronin's office. And Cronin said, we're not trading you. We're not trying to trade you, and you're going to be here. And he said, you know, Nurkic was pretty level-headed in his answers to Quick last night where he's – Understands it's a business, understand things are said, and different actions are sometimes taken despite what is said. But I, I found that interesting to come out last night on the eve of the trade deadline because even hiking about an hour ago, we asked, hey, if there is a move to be made today, what's the move to be made today? And he says, well, we're trying to get rid of Yusuf Nurkic. So a lot of signs pointing in that direction, but Joe Cronin evidently told Yusuf Nurkic otherwise. So I read the piece, and I understand where Nurk's coming from. You know, Nurk, I don't think Nurk wants to leave. And this this is not working out anymore because Nurk's not he's never been the same since the leg injury. And, you know, I, I understand that he's frustrating to watch and he brings the ball down and he doesn't finish with dunks. This is the line that stuck out to me. Cause nowhere in this does it actually have a quote from Joe. It's a, yeah, it's a, or even like sourcing from Joe about what they're doing. It's just Nurkic's perspective. So it's interesting to see like what he is hearing. Here's what he told me. Yeah, this is what so and so told me. And but this is the line that sticks out. This is the quote from Nurkic because I saw some people going really because Nurkic told Quick he's not getting traded. Eh, did he though? He told him he had a meeting with Cronin, and that Cronin said, "Hey, I'm not looking to shop you." But then this quote from Yusuf Nurkic continues to stick out like a sore thumb to me. Quote, I appreciate the transparency, 
but I understand the business this is. End quote. I, I, I think the reality is Nurkic is no dummy. He knows that no matter what somebody says, this is a crazy business. Brian Windhorst on ESPN this morning saying the entire league was caught off guard by Kevin Durant being shopped yesterday. Yeah, nobody saw that coming. To the Phoenix Suns. And now there's a report out from Real GM, Kyrie might be eyeing a Phoenix destination. <laughs> that this has been planned, and this was their way to get out of Brooklyn, is to maybe go to Phoenix. Because you know they're done with Chris oh, Paul. They're just going to wait the season out and see what they do. Does he got how, many, how much time does he have left on his contract? Paul? Yeah. I don't know, but they would gladly move off of him, and I think Phoenix would take on the Brooklyn stuff and just do a different rendition God. of that with Devin Booker. I don't know. That could not happen. He could also sign with Dallas. Well, it but, might also might not work. It failed in Brooklyn. Why would it succeed in Phoenix? But I think the point is, like, I don't care that Yusuf Nurkic is told something that doesn't mean it's going to happen i think his quotes are saying that right it's like joe told me this but i also know what the business is so that's that's kind of where i'm standing today we'll see maybe he won't get dealt at the trade deadline i'd expect him to get dealt the deadline or summer but the apparent i appreciate the transparency but i understand this bit what this business is that's the line that's sticking in my brain with that piece. Well, let's see. Uh, here's some of your thoughts. 503-250-1080. We've uh, rattled through some. We have a lot left over from earlier in our conversations. A little bit more on the trade deadline. It's the dominant story today. Kevin Durant dealt last night to Phoenix. Uh, the haul that they got back. Portland makes a small minor move. And Josh Hart going to New York for Cam Reddish, a first-round pick, and two back bench players. Uh, how are we feeling about three and a half hours away from the trade deadline expiring on the Portland Trailblazers? We'll dive a little bit more into that coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good text to the fan text line, 503-250-1080. All this NBA mumbo-jumbo, and I just got the number nine golfer in the world at plus 2200 at the Waste <laughs> Management Phoenix Open. Hell Let's yeah. Let's go, JT. I feel like the drunk guy at the bar in Big Daddy. Hell yeah. I did. Uh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I did sprinkle. JT's got great numbers over the last five years at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, TPC Stadium course. Okay. Uh, so I did sprinkle a little on him. I got a little cash on Tom Kim. This weekend, mm, Tom, Tom Kim. Kim, he's having a good year. You know, Rory just sprayed his opening tee shot into and the gallery. I have money on Rory McIlroy too. So. Did you? Uh, <laughs> did you guys see A Rod on sixteen? No, yeah. what's he, is he partying? What's he doing? No, he's playing. Oh, like in, a, in the scramble or in whatever. The yesterday, yeah, yeah, they they announced him and they're like, they get booed. I I should have pulled the audio now that I'm thinking about it, but it was like, and now former baseball player legend. And good-looking guy, <laughs> Alex Rodriguez. And it's like, 
Yay. I'm surprised people didn't boo. I'd probably boo a rod. No, nobody. I just don't think people care. If you had, if I had enough beers on 16 at at that's at the stadium course, I don't know if 16 at full throat for the pro am on. No, Wednesday the the yet. crowd. I mean, it's not obviously what the tournament is, but considering the circumstance, I would say it was pretty packed. Yeah. And his shot looked a little chunky, but it looked like it went straight. And I just hear one guy. Great shot, eh, Rod? <laughs> Way to go, eh, Rod? It's going to be fun, man. I can't wait. So thanks for slipping in a golf text there to distract me from my blazer depression, at least slight blazer uh, depression. Today. That's how you make dirt feel better right I'm, there. That is. They have teed off. Hour and 45-minute It's not on delay. TV yet. Uh, it's on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> oh, that's very accessible. Ah! You have what? a channel. You have a channel. It's, it's on cable. Literally a golf Literally channel. a golf channel, and then pl- I'm watching the Singapore Classic it right now. It will be on there at you need, you need to stop defending it. I'm stop kind of tired. Don't defend. Don't defend. You're a golf junkie. <laughs> you do a golf show. This is like Pac-12 football. I gotta. Be, it's like behind a paywall now. I yeah, just want to watch my damn sports, okay? Give me my sports. Klievkov is going to sign SMU, by the way. Did you see him at the basketball game yesterday? Yeah, he was down there last night. It's another Look at us expanding our conference into major markets and big programs. Uh, we do have big news coming out of the NBA from Chris Haynes. God damn it. Big trade. Uh, teams are inquiring. Yeah. Oh. About Damian Lillard, <laughs> and they're being told unequivocally, no, he's not available. So big news. Big news from Chris. I Hayes. saw a thing that says he can't actually be <laughs> traded right now. I, I mean, it doesn't if... matter because he's not yeah, going to get traded. I don't know why he couldn't be traded, but he's not going to be traded. I love that Chris Haynes felt the need to tweet that. Sure. Like. Uh, for how many times do we need to do this? It's going to happen until he actually leaves, and if he doesn't leave, they're until like, well, retired. we tried. Until the uh, day he announces his retirement, we got to get one of these updates. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not moving on. He doesn't want to go play anywhere else. I love that. At least teams are being aggressive. I, I hope Joe Cronin's being that aggressive. Like, who are we calling on? Jokic? Hopefully, did we lob a call for Jokic? Sure. Maybe Embiid? We we'll send you Nurkic back for Jokic. Hey, let's, there we go. Dude. Let's swap bigs. I saw this from Chris Vernon, uh, who does the Mismatch podcast from The Ringer. He also hosts a show in Memphis. He just uh, tweeted a photo that somebody set out on February, well, today, actually, at 1 a.m. Okay, so 1 a.m., okay. somebody tweets out, random person, Damian Lillard, seeing all of this, the trade stuff, and he's going to tell Chris Haynes to tweet, quote, Lillard is committed to winning in Portland. Nine hours later, Chris Haynes, teams inquiring about Damian Lillard are being told unequivocally he is not available. That is great, man. I mean, I I like Chris. I worked with Chris very briefly. Chris is is a good good. dude. When he's tweeting it, it's the source thing. It's like, I think his name's Damian. His name's Lillard. Somebody said that the Blazers have to wave one player to make room. Uh, they they do. There's going to be another move. Whether if it's they don't make Dyer. another maneuver, yeah. They, and you, all this yeah, stuff, trader waving a yeah, player. You have too many players. All this stuff. Yet, I mean, it's still all got to filter through the league office and get finalized. What would so. the odds be right now? We're degenerates. What would the odds I'd have to place in front of you? Say, I have a big board here right behind me. You got the Bobby Marks whiteboard. I got. Well, no, I got the Vegas board. The oh. book. Okay, the okay. book's up. It says another trade. Not another trade. What are your odds to gamble oh, on for each the Blazers? One? Yeah, like where are you setting it at? Like Ooh. plus, minus, where I are think you at? We're, I think those? we're as similar to the Super Bowl spread. I think you're looking at like a minus one twenty five and a plus one ten. I, I think I think plus one twenty five for making another trade, oh. minus one oh five, no trade. Uh, Could you imagine the reaction close. if nothing else happens in the next three hours? <laughs> You and I are probably gonna be like, well, okay. Uh, I would like to move, but I, uh, yeah, the collective people are not happy right now, Bob. 
I'm probably doing a podcast tonight, and I I can't imagine. And I think that's, that's more go. more about what the Blazers are willing to offer out in the marketplace not being desirable for yeah. other teams. It's, it's not just, that Joe Cronin's not on the phone trying to make something happen. If you're not trading Ant and you're not putting Shaden out I mean, nothing significant is going to happen unless you yeah. trade Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp. Well, you need a team to say we'd gladly take on Yusuf and his next three and a half years of his contract. That's, that's what you're waiting for, unless it's like a Justice and Keon for <laughs> draft capital so you can use more draft picks for future moves is it how long until blazer fans fall in love with archdiocese yeah how long until we're big fans of that guy is he gonna end up putting on a blazer jersey i love that you guys gave me crap to start the show of not replayed college basketball like eight years ago and averaged nine points per game but he was on a pretty legendary <laughs> title game like I, that's... all i remember from that game is the game winning shot all I remember we from We also practiced the name two minutes before the yeah. show started because I was self-conscious about how to say his last yeah, name. Yeah, see, I don't, yeah, that was, it was an, I, it was one of the more memorable national championship games in the last two I'll decades. I'll never forget the Jenkins sure. game-winning shot. Yeah. Never forget it. And, and he's got a unique name. It's not yeah. like his last name was Williams or Smith or something. You're like, oh, well. He played with White Dante. Yeah. I remember White Dante. That's a memorable player. That's also a memorable nickname. Yes, yeah. it is. It's a white Dante white guy. yammed on Drew Eubanks last oh, night. That was a great dunk. <laughs> he yammed That on was Drew a Eubanks. great dunk. But yeah, he lined up his red hairline and I began I how many I told my brother in law that was his nickname. And he goes, White Dante. And I go, How many white guys do you know named Dante? Not a lot of white Dantes out there. That's why we call him White Dante. That's why he is what he is, man. Grandma's boy. Well, we got three hours left three hours to go are we i i've told you by 9 a.m if nothing i have to get out of here i have another work i'm supposed to tape something today at home yeah you got things going on and so like if something breaks at 9 20 i maybe swag will just jump on <laughs> get a live live I, swag I, feed i gotta dig into the pacific tigers you so. got a pilot's game tonight don't yes you? we do yeah. so that's more important to you than jumping on live he's not to react getting to a paid to talk about the blazer train he is actually no he's not he's getting paid the same either way He's not an hourly employee's salary. Yeah, exactly. So doing more, you're not getting paid for it. But it's He's getting out of here to go cover Pilots basketball. So they can lose to Pacific? Well, you know, they might win today. They were also supposed to be Peppernight. They got a chip and on their shoulder. And they collapsed with 12 seconds. They got a chip the on their shoulder. They're angry, ready to prove the doubters wrong. Oh, the chip on the shoulder thing Against doing the that? former Damon Stoudemires. Oh, yeah, because he's in Boston. He's no longer yep. there. That's yeah. right. I saw yeah, TP on the broadcast last night. Yep. There you go. I just, I don't know what, I'm like, we're in this weird spot where everybody's waiting for something to happen. And well, we're hoping it happens for us selfishly. In the next 18 minutes before we're off for the day. And it's, honestly, it's probably going to happen at 9.30 or 10 a.m. And we're yeah. like, cool, now we're in a two-hour lull period. It'll happen in the final, it, it, I guarantee you that you'll see a flurry of news. From the Windhorse stuff earlier this morning, and we haven't played it on the show, it just popped across our Twitter timeline. But essentially, he's saying, like, the Kevin Durant trade just rattled everybody's cage. I think, you know, we talked to, we've talked to a oh bunch of different NBA, what happened? Something happened? Please don't say, oh my God, what happened? Well, I don't even know. I'm trying to see, like, because now you get in the account. Yeah, like, okay. there's a random Jazz account tweeting out that the Nets are explore, have exploratory talks with the Jazz for a Westbrook-Simmons swap. Why would we, why would you do that? Well, Simmons probably has more than one year left on his contract. But, like, you have we seen what's happened with him? Why would no, Utah No, for Utah, it? I don't get that. Yeah. I, yeah. For Brooklyn, I get it. They want to get out of the deal, and they want the contract to be expiring. So that, that makes sense for them. But Windhorse was all over the place this morning, basically saying 
and Kevin Pelton said this yesterday. Bobby Marks told this to us uh, earlier, told it to us earlier this week. I think a lot of folks expected kind of a quiet trade deadline. Like, all right, you get a couple of moves here or there. That's pretty big, man. And then you get the Kevin Durant bombshell that drops, and you're like, oh, my God. That's right. Everybody, it just caught everybody off guard. And now I think everybody's reacting to and responding to a trade of that magnitude going down. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll take one more scroll around the interwebs and see if anything's <laughs> happening. And uh, if not, we got to wait and to talk about all this crap tomorrow. It's the one bad part about being a morning show. Other than having to get up early, it's that sometimes big news breaks when you're off, and you just got to sit on your takes all day. I know. It's, like If news breaks at like 10, 15, I'm like, I want to go now! I'm ready! Well, you could. Our you boss go. would probably want you to. Get on the Instagram live and do it. Go on our Facebook page. Hit live. Give your reactions. I got takes. That's going to be sunny. I'm going to beat the drum. Maybe, you know, maybe golfing today. We'll see. Um, okay. <laughs> let's, let's close You're it up. selfish a Get you. Send you off on your trade deadline Thursday next on The Fan. Well, I know a lot of you are bummed about the current state of the Portland Trailblazers, and we're awaiting to see what else happens in the next three hours. At least you had Shaden Sharp being an astronaut last night. Did he pause in the middle of the air on that second alley hoop? And that was—I don't know how that works. Unbelievable to Can I just show do that, that once part. in my life. I—I I mean, to just stand still in midair because you're <laughs> waiting for the pass. Like, think about that pass. That pass was so bad that he kind of had to like wait. Yeah, grab it. He paused. Yeah, he was levitating. He was. I it blew my mind. He had a good game last night, too. He was horrible the other night, so good to see him bounce back. Um, Jabari Walker had a really good game last night, too, so your rookies played well. Well, yeah, the kids got to play because Josh got traded, so you had Trendon, you had Shaden, you had Jabari. I mean, is that not the way to go? I mean, if nothing else major happens today, this is not a championship team. You're basically no. acknowledging, like, hey, we're doing something big in the offseason. Again, knock on wood, because a lot of folks respond to that by saying, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, your whole game plan the rest of the year should be, let's give Nazir a little... 30 minutes a night. What is there? We just signed him to an extension. The guy barely plays. He's finally back in the lineup. Like, that guy should be playing consistent, solid minutes, whether it's detrimental to your win-loss record right now or not. Like, that's ultimately the only way you're going to take a step forward is fully investigating what you have in every single one of these young pieces going into a, a, a very big offseason. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I still don't think that changes their expectations, their admitted expectations of this year is to make the postseason. It's not to be in the lottery. I, there's a shot with that team. If you don't make another move, we don't know what Nurk's going to be I mean, when he gets back. They might end up being in the lottery. They, they might be a non-playoff team. Oh, we have a trade. I got a trade for you. Oh, not a big trade. Small trade. Minor well, trade. It's going it, but small to you could be major to me. You know <laughs> the what I mean? Boston Celtics are acquiring shooting big man Mike Muscala. This this is my point from what, Oklahoma City. Why are you down? You're you're, you're down on that? I'm not down on that. I just I'm, I what? Kevin Durant got traded last night. It doesn't say yet. No, but it's not Kevin Durant. That's a pretty nice little arsenal the Celtics <laughs> just added to it because they're trying to trade Peyton Pritchard. How many first round picks does OKC have now? Jeez, uh, I mean I don't know what they got. I don't know if it's a first yeah. round pick or not, but. I mean, that's a nice move for Boston. Nice little move for Boston? Okay. Not right. a bad move for OKC, but again, I how many years are we going to keep watching that team suck before we're like, yo, it's uh, it's time. He's 6'11". Why couldn't we got him? He's tall. Yeah, he can shoot. He we can just shoot. watched him shoot the hell out of the ball against <laughs> the, the Lakers. Lakers. He's averaging six points per game. He's shooting 39% from three. That's not bad. He's been in the league a long time. 39% is pretty good. I mean, it's, I mean, he's averaging six points a game. Yeah, I he's know. playing a lot of minutes on a really bad team. But now he gets to go to a team who's going to have double teams and he's going to stand wide open. <laughs> okay, all right. You wouldn't be excited about that if you were the Celtics? I mean, it's a. I, I want to see what they're giving up in return. I'm not saying it's a horrible trade. I don't think I'm, it's going to make or break the Celtics' title hopes. 
Sometimes moves like that do. Okay. Sometimes they do. It's averaging 14 minutes a game this year. Uh, he's, yeah. Six points. That's the that's the right. difference. Okay. Where's he playing? <laughs> Does he have a Jalen Brown and a Jason Tatum drawing a double team every possession? No. He's been in the league for over a decade now, too. Great name. It's it is a good name, Muscala. His old his new look is better than his old picture. So um, there you go. That trade just came across the wire. Muscala is going to Boston. We asked the poll question last night. How you feeling about the Josh Hart deal? Let's see where this one finally ended it's up. It's got to be at Meh. Right? Uh, I think Meh's winning. And find it. Yeah, just yeah, Hart to New York, Cam Reddish, a couple other players, protect a future first-round pick that might turn into four second-round picks, depending on what happens the rest of the season. 49% of people are saying, meh. Uh, 34% say you like it. 11% say you love it. I want to know why you love it. And 5% say it's a bad move. I guess the only reason it would be a bad move is because you wanted something more. I, I yeah. don't know how you look at that trade in a vacuum and say it was a bad move. You're, I mean, you're losing Josh Hart for nothing. And at least you got a future asset out of it. Uh, the other poll question to follow up on, we posted late yesterday after we talked to Pelton. Uh, would you be okay with a Simons and Hart? Obviously, Hart's gone, so this is nice. The poll is expired. For DeMar DeRozan and Caruso, 56.5% of you say no. <laughs> 43 and a half say yes. That trade pissed everybody, or that, that poll question pissed everybody off, which was well, funny. not everybody. There were a lot of yeses in that. There were a lot of yeses in there. A lot of people were out of it, like, I would never trade Anthony Savins for DeMar DeRozan. It's like, okay, so he's going to be a multi-all-star then in his career? Is that what we're guaranteeing with Anthony Simons? Because uh, yeah. DeMar DeRozan has been an all-star multiple times. Yes, yeah, six times to be six, exact. Six yeah. times. Yeah. And, uh, but, hey, don't worry, Anthony Simons is all-star caliber. Uh, Boston sending Justin Jackson and two second-round picks. Okay, yeah, that's a good deal. That's a nice move for Boston. That's all I'm saying. It's a nice move. Nice it's, little move. It's like one of those Muscala hits a big shot in the second round of a playoff game, and you go, that's right, he's shooting 40% from three. Just Justin wide open. Jackson, God, I haven't heard that name in a while. Talk about being wrong. What happened to that guy? We drafted Justin Jackson and then traded him with two other first-round picks for Zach Collins. Remember that? Remember when we traded three first-round picks for Zach Collins? Is that who we – I thought we traded the picks before the picks were made. Am I wrong on that? And we I, well, technically we did, but we yeah. made the pick that's for right. Sacramento. That's right. that's right. It was him, the kid from Duke that then came back. Boy, Zach Collins, what a practice. <laughs> All right, what happens today, boys? Big deal, little deal, no deal, Nurk gone, Nurk here. Give me your predictions. Mid-deal. Mid-deal, Mid, including use of Nurkage. They get, God, they get I hope done? so. God, I hope so. I'm leaning more no deal. Oh man, you're gambling on no deal. Huh? Deal, no deal. No deal. Are you gambling on deal, no deal? I think I'm I gambling. think they're trying. I just, I yeah. that contract's awful. I think I'm gambling awful, no deal. And if anybody's done any scouting on him, but no, you're gambling no deal. I think I'm gambling no deal. Damn it! I hope I'm wrong. Well, we'll I be here idiot. tomorrow to all cry together and. We'll get ready for the Super Bowl. That's how you move on from a mediocre Blazer year. Ready for the Super Bowl. <laughs> we'll break down the World Baseball Classic roster Shut announcement. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut up. We will have a ton of football tomorrow, I promise. The big NFL news came out yesterday. Russell Wilson's in hot water, kind of, that we need to talk about. Skimping on the old charity. It's not good. And Mike. it is the final show before the Super Bowl. So I promise you, football-heavy show will react to anything that the Blazers do here in the next three hours prior to the deadline. Keep it here on the fan all day. Danny and Dusty coming up at noon. Isaac Tsuka 3, obviously, reacting to all the moves that Portland is or is not uh, to make. That will do it for us. If you missed the show, go check the podcast, 1080thefan.com. After it's breaking out, 1080thefan. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Call us next. You're listening to 1080thefan. You 
could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.